0: I want to talk about gaming hygiene, Justin. Okay. Ladies, gentlemen. Yeah. NBs, let me tell you. But that deodorant. I've smelled you. I've smelled y'all. I'm not actually talking about hygiene, though.
1: Oh, I was going to be like, is is this limited to gamers? I think a lot of people need to understand what deodorant (laughs) is and does for us as a a society, as a collective society.
0: (laughs) That is very true. That is very true. That is a public service. That is our general public service announcement of... Are you, did you put deodorant on today? Well, you should. Yeah. And I know and I forget sometimes because I don't go out in public that much anymore because <laughs> I'm a hermit. <laughs> um, but I, I do. I try. I try. I do. But um, I'm talking about cleaning the inside of that PlayStation. Oh. The inside of that Xbox. Harder with the Xbox because that thing doesn't open up. I bought new um, plates for the PlayStation 5. Okay, I'd, sh- I'd show it to you. I don't but I, it's in the other room. You know what I mean? I'm not it's it's pretty far away I get it and, and it's not it, it, it doesn't fit through the door very nicely
1: and this might have been um, a day You forgot deodorant. You don't want your playstation to smell you like this right now
0: It's so true. Justin. it's so true yeah, But uh, yeah. I ordered because I mean it's a bit it's a behemoth of a console, right? Yeah. And so like it's sitting underneath our TV and, and like, Elena was like, does it have to look like that? <laughs> 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 and she meant it very seriously, but it did come out like that. I was like, oh. Yeah. Um, and, and I was like, well, because I've got to, you know, laying it, like, laying down sideways, right? And I was like, well, you know, I could, like, stand it up. And, like, we stood it up. And she's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. No. Um, so, I was like, well, you know, there are, like, co- like console covers and whatever. And I showed her the, the different ones on, on the PlayStation website. And I was like... I showed her the Spider-Man one and kind of gave the eyebrows like, uh? Ah, <laughs> think now this is the one? Well, maybe this is the one. She's like, no. <laughs> so nah. This is fine. So I bought um, some of the D-brand ones. You know D-brand? mm They were the original. When, when PlayStation announced, like, we only have white ones, D-brand were the people who made the black ones. And then yes. they got fi- the uh, Sony filed that cease and desist at them. And so what they did was they changed the shape of it. And so it's like legally secure. You know what yes. I mean? That's pretty cool. Um, dbrand they're, they're pretty cool uh, i actually do like their their phone cases are, are pretty solid um when i was writing about phones i usually w- if i had to like do a recommendation um i, I would recommend those pretty frequently um but they, they ha- also do playstation uh stuff what's that so i'm on their playstation page for them and they have
1: something called a middle skin which sounds highly gross
0: um i'm not gonna say what i was gonna say because i'd probably bleep it out Uh, but yeah so basically like you can have you can have um you can buy like plates for the for the sides of it you can also buy like um the the like the middle skins are for the the center like you know how like a the the playstation 5 looks like a, a pistachio yeah yeah um the middle skin is for the nut part I did not like that. I said it like that. Well, but I mean, we, there all, we, we are. all know what I mean. Right. Um, so so basically you can like get your make your whole PlayStation like look like it matches totally. Um, but it's just like a big sticker essentially. Um, but so I bought uh, some of the, the 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 purple clear one. So it looks like that retro kind of like old school like Mac color, you know, is that um, what you
1: said you were gonna buy? But you actually you put the, the Spider-Man one into the dude, cart when it, it showed I up. I want
0: that Spider-Man one so bad. And, and the, like, the ah. controller is actually pretty sick. I might, I might do that.
1: Yeah, it looked um, different than the box when I bought it. Yeah, this is weird.
0: <laughs> I ordered. Wait, hold. This isn't what I ordered. <laughs> I, I ordered, I ordered the other one, but it, it weird. Um,
1: yeah, got to put it on. I guess there's nothing we could do. We got. Yeah, we, I mean they, just, it. they
0: sent it to me. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there's a they've got a, they've got some cool Xbox Series X ones, and they're not they're not um cases. These are just like skins to put on them. Um, and and I mean they're pretty like competitively priced. These skins are anywhere from sixty to forty five bucks. So like hard to complain about that. But um, what I'm they're, trying to say is I opened up my PlayStation for the first time today, and my goodness. That thing was dusty on the inside, which is wild because <laughs> I'm like, this isn't even exposed. You know what I mean? Like, it's hardly exposed. Like, um, how do you like like how did you get that dusty? So I did a, I did some spraying of that air, the compressed air. But it feels good to do that, though, doesn't it? It does. It was, it was like, very satisfying.
1: You missed an opportunity to get a pretty like high viewing TikTok video
0: oh shit justin yeah, i know See, that's why i like you you're always thinking about the numbers you're always always thinking about, th- yeah about always reach. thinking about
1: it and reach and just showing people get that gross stuff off and you know a nice little air compressed.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i didn't know though like have you ever used one of those before
1: did you yeah you didn't put it upside down did you no Is it, what does that do it like makes it like shoot out like cold white air stuff
0: oh it's freezing when i yeah. shoot it yeah is it supposed yeah. to be
1: Well, no, yeah, because it's like how the compressed air works. But if you put it upside down, it comes out like a liquid and it's real gross.
0: Oh, got it. Okay, so that's that's the thing. Is like when I was spraying it, it was like really cold. And then also like it looked wet, but it wasn't wet. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And so I was like, am I supposed to be spraying this into a fan on my my PlayStation? (laughs) Um, But what I'm trying to say is gamer hygiene, clean that PlayStation. Clean that Xbox.
1: You know what? Life hygiene Take your fridge. Clean, clean your clean fridge. Clean that bod. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. You're, yeah, your bod, too. That, too. But, like, not but with compressed air. But the fridge. Yeah, you'll, you'll be clean surprised with
0: how much, how much like, curdled milk just sits oh, in the bottom of your fridge. I you gotta know. clean that. You gotta yeah. clean that. You gotta clean your hitbox. and welcome back to hitbox episode number 166 i'm gonna leave it up to the, your imagination to figure out what part of your body your hitbox is um it's my Mine middle skin it's my elbow what's that did you my, say it to
1: me? it's it's my middle skin that's oh my. gosh
0: i've totally <laughs> forgot it's that that <laughs> like, like alert stop the podcast justin what my name is peter on and joining me as always <laughs> my wonderful friend and co-host justin Makovich. justin how's it going how are we doing so I know f- you're in the middle of it with with work and school. Well, you know, usually,
1: but like last night, I was going for a snack. You know, a late night snack. Mm, I just mm. I, we we bought a nice Costco pumpkin pie. Oh come on, there's nothing better than that. It was but five dollars, and it could feed five dozen people. So we bought one. We put it in our fridge, and I was going for a slice, my second of the night, mind you. And I like go in my fridge, and I was like, it just doesn't feel very. Doesn't feel very cold in this fridge, Uh-oh. and then I put put my finger on the butter, and it like did a full just in it. <laughs> you know I, mean? yeah. I was like, wait a second. So yeah, my fridge stopped working. Um, so uh, I had to. That's why I know it's disgusting in the back. So you know what? Oh, this that's, is that's where that me a PSA: clean your fridges. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So now we don't have a fridge. We have to buy a new one. Um. And let me tell you something. Fridges they used to be cheap back in my day. You could get a good fridge for right right around a thousand bucks but now to get one of these fancy ones that is just like you know a french door stainless steel thing you gotta yeah, you got yeah. you gotta take out a mortgage
0: can i ask it. what like what is like as someone who's never bought a fridge before like what what's the sort of market looking like for that well it depends what you want if you want
1: like a, just a smaller little standard one of those like rectangle ones that just have like two doors on it yeah. like the freezer on the top and whatever that's like about a thousand maybe a little bit less Okay. But to get like a standard it probably averages out like 15 to 1800. And they got some okay. fucking crazy. Like if you want to spend money on a fridge, you can get some crazy ones. They have like you can input all the ingredients that you have in it and it'll tell you like the inventory of everything that you have in there. They also have like like hidden doors like some of them if you touch the top oh, it like yeah, has like yeah, a hidden yeah, door yeah. in it. One of them if you literally knock the top, you can see what's in the fridge. It's like That's a little like cool. window into it. Um, so I I was at the Home Depot today right before we recorded, trying to look for this one. So instead of like asking, I just was hitting the top of every fridge, <laughs> trying to find out <laughs> which one did the cool reveal. Um, some guys like, "Can I help you?" He's like, "No, I think I got this." Um, because I'm too prideful to actually ask for help on a fridge. But, um, yeah. So uh, everyone, clean your fridge. Preventative maintenance on your fridge will save you a warm pie and mm.
0: some. Uh, what's the word uh spongy butter oh i didn't like that but you yeah. said it and i knew what you meant i did yeah. uh just link you to the uh xbox series x mini fridge that you can get mm. 99 i'm just saying mm-hmm. like you know you could get 10 of those and maybe that'll will that do anything for you I, and <sighs> they, I i was as i was as you were talking i was like i gotta look this up i was like did they ever sell the full size xbox series x fridge
1: I mean, that seems like it would be a great like garage thing to have. It was
0: a sweepstakes, so I think they okay. only had one. Well, um,
1: you can you can go to our good friends at um, is it uh, D Brand? I'm sure they will have a full oh, size some sort of
0: knockoff. Yeah,
1: yeah, fridge sticker you can put on.
0: <laughs> that's, that's very true. That's very true. Let's talk about gaming, Justin, if that's all right. Uh, here's a quick preview of the news that's coming up. Elm Link Two is finally here, and according to me, and just about everyone else, it's very good. Xbox seemingly kills third-party controller support, and more layoffs hit the industry as Bungie announces major restructuring. We're gonna talk about all that and more. Uh, I also wanna give you a quick heads up. As you're looking at this episode, you're seeing like, hold on a second. Did Hitbox accidentally upload two episodes this week? And like, very perceptive of you. I'm very happy that you noticed that this episode is a little bit shorter than usual. Um, It's because uh, we're doing we're splitting this into one for our news and regular games discussion. Uh, and the other half of the episode is going to be our Spider-Man two spoiler cast, uh, where we talk about spoilers for the story and, and talk about our general like review and thoughts in the game and everything like that. So if you have not finished the game, you don't have to like skip this episode. You know what I mean? You can listen to this whole thing, no Spider-Man spoilers. Uh, and then that, uh, spoiler cast will be waiting for you once you are done with it. I also Want to uh, tell you that you can join our Discord. The link to that is in the description of this episode. You can support us on Patreon if you're feeling monetarily generous like Dave Parker, Jay Knoll, and GKS, my mother. Um, (laughs) Those are our $3 deluxe podcast producers. Every single week, those uh, $3 deluxe podcast producers get an extra 30-minute bonus episode of us uh, talking. Today, we're going to be doing a much more in-depth look at Alan Wake 2, uh, where I get to show Justin all the pretty bells and whistles on that game, and there are many. (laughs) Um, If not, though, that's fine. You can be a $1 podcast producer. That's all good, too. And if you cannot even support us monetarily at all, that's fine. Um, Head on over to Twitter.com. Follow us there at HitboxPod. Uh, That would do a lot for us. Am I missing anything? Oh, uh, and and rate this episode on your podcast player of choice. But enough about that, Justin. I want to talk about games in the Metacritic Roundup. Let's go.
1: Let's go! Metacritic.
0: Two games in the Metacritic Roundup. Really? I tell a lie. One is a game. One is a movie. Um, <laughs> we're talking about Five Nights at Freddy's. FNAF. Uh, the movie. FNAF. Matt Pat himself makes an appearance in the movie, I'm told. I did. Um, I, saw,
1: I, saw, I saw the clip uh, uh, floating around the interwebs. Is that um, a
0: spoiler? Did I say, is, Are people going to be mad that I said that? I mean, no, no it's like
1: right at the beginning before like the stuff gets down, it looks like they're in oh, a is diner. It really? Yeah, they're like in a okay. diner. Um, what if he was actually the Freddy fast bear himself?
0: Well, I did I also heard that Markiplier was supposed to be in it, but he had scheduling conflicts with something, which is yeah. hysterical. Like it's yeah. just like wild. Um, but Five Nights at Freddy's scored a 33 on Metacritic, um, which according to them is generally unfavorable. Uh <laughs> I do know that, like, I'll say this, like, movies get scored differently on Metacritic than than other things do. Like, I remember, like, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 had, like, a 79 or something like that on Metacritic. But that was still, like, in the green when that usually is, um, like, in the yellow. You know what I mean? Or it wasn't a 70. What I'm trying to say is, like, they get scored differently a little bit. Um, but it seems like fans are loving this. And it has uh, grossed. 133 million dollars in its first weekend off of a budget of 20 million so like it is a a cash cow for them right now uh justin are you interested in this movie at all
1: uh no i mean i'm not interested in the game and i to be honest i feel like the game like i can understand why that's scary but like for this like when i'm seeing these animatronics just like walking around like i don't know if it's necessarily a a creepy thing for me
0: yeah it is (laughs) like it's i'm not like i don't know how to say this it seems like some of it is like lost in translation a little bit you know what i mean and i understand like why like um, how you could make a movie out of that game you know it's just that you would have to do something completely different than what the game is yeah yeah you know what i mean um but i I also do know that like to my knowledge these games are just like packed with lore and (laughs) like additional story content so like I don't think this is, like, that was the wrong thing to make, you know? That said, this movie has been, like, they've been working on this thing since, like, 2014. Like, it has been forever that they have been working on this. So, like, I will say it is pretty cool that it happened and that it has been such a success, you know what I mean, in terms of people seeing it. And from what it seems like, fans are happy with this thing, you know what I mean? Um, I mean, the the Metacritic
1: score for the fans is is huge. It's it's an uh,
0: 8.1. off of a thousand
1: ratings which is right wild like, how many times in a video game do you see like the user acclaim be like significantly higher than the like actual like critic reviews
0: like, it's usually deserve, the yeah. other
1: way around so like the fact hey you know what people latch on to this stuff like tommy Wusso's the room if people are loving it even if it's a bad movie you know just enjoy you say it tommy russo who isn't Oh, Wizzo.
0: Okay. Gotcha. Wizzo. Yeah, so you're, Wizzo. You're, you're not, oh, you're not you're not far enough off for someone to correct you, yeah. but I thought you said Tommy Russo, and I was like, you who know, is that?
1: You know, it's Matt Russo's brother from the the, the guy who did the Avengers guy, right? Matt Russo. Did, uh,
0: there was uh there's Russo.
1: The, the Russo brothers. Matt yeah. Russo.
0: I don't Ru- remember but one is Waluigi and one is uh Wario. <laughs> you know what I'm
1: talking about? Like one's like fatter and one's skinnier?
0: No, well, sure, but I guess I just meant like the energies they give off. Arr,
1: there, there's like a Mario
0: one and a War and a, and a Waluigi one.
1: Yeah, man, it must be it must suck if you're like a little pudgy short brother and then you're like a really tall brother and you both wear mustaches and really it's go with like, the it's green just like and Halloween red costume every motif. single year. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: I they, was gonna say this though. Oh, go on.
1: I was gonna say they even switch up colors sometimes and it just doesn't work because one chooses you know like purple and the other one chooses uh, like yellow and, and purple.
0: Have you played any more Mario Wonder yet? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I have not. It's, it's, it's interesting. Like, for me, it is a very telling... Like, a, a review of a game is like is very telling if, like, Elena has no interest in it.
1: Mm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. Yep.
0: I think that, that says a lot about it. But um, it, it, something interesting is, like, the Five Nights at Freddy's games actually don't review particularly well. The first one did okay uh, with a 78, uh, and then, like, two at a 62 uh three had a 68 um i don't know which one is the next 04 is 51 then there's a bunch of other games that they, they dropped the numbering convention but like 62 uh 64 was the most recent one so like these games don't review particularly well i mean they're pretty simple but what i'm trying to say is like it is cool that like they do have a fan base that um seems to love them and it looks like that's the same with the movie so
1: yeah, and I think part of the game, too, it's just like that jump scare stuff that people love. And, like, I feel like this mm-hmm. is one of the first, like, uh, streaming games that got popular to watch people just get scared as they're playing it.
0: Yes, yes. It was like this in Slender. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I also think, too, like, um, something about it that, that is, like, really, really beneficial to it is, like, it's children's horror. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like there's nothing, like, it is very scary, but it's there's nothing, like super violent or like gory about them. So like kids can play them, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so like, it, it's, it's like reaches that big market, you know? And, and like, not to say that to like disparage kids intelligence. Cause like, obviously kids know when things are good, but they also know less when things are good a little bit, you know? Um, So like the quality of like what the actual game is, doesn't necessarily need to be incredible because it's just like, Oh, well, you know, it's jump scares that that's entertaining for kids to play with their friends or to watch streamers or, or whatever, you know? Um, so it also like five minutes at Freddy's. I think it's, I, I could actually talk about this for a long time about like children's horror and like the genre that that became and how big that is with stuff like hello neighbor. You know what oh, I mean? Oh Yeah. And, yeah. Like th- those, th- those things are just like fucking huge. And, and like, I don't know much about them, but I know how just how deep it all goes. There's like six hello neighbor games. Like they're all spinoffs. There's a cart racer. Or like a <laughs> cart builder racer game for those like it's it's crazy but um I have nothing else to say about this I'm not gonna watch this are you?
1: <laughs> oh no 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 it's hard for me to get through any movies, let alone scary movies. I don't I want to sleep at night.
0: My brother, uh, we're gonna talk about Alan Wake in a second here. My brother was like, hey, if you haven't if if you need like a break from like playing video games, um, with Alan Wake, like he's like Blair Witch Project. If you've never seen it, is like a pretty good, um, like it it, it, it like totally sort of like fits in. And I was like okay, like, what if I'm a colossal baby? Like,
1: <laughs> like I mean, is, that,
0: is that the same? Because I was like, I've heard it is very upsetting. He's like, well, it's not like violent or gory or anything. And I was like, no, no, no. D- that doesn't bother me. I'm talking about like, I've heard that it's like very, very deeply scary. <laughs> and he's like, uh oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so I've not it, done that. It, it is
1: the spooky season,
0: so. It certainly is. That's why I want to talk about Alan Wake 2 with you, Justin. Spooky. On Metacritic. It scored an 89 on the PlayStation 5. Weak an 89 on the personal computer baby and a 95 on the xbox series x whoa whoa i will whoa. say the, majo- the majority of the uh reviews are were written on for the ps5 and pc there's only four on the xbox series x so like take that with whatever however you want but oh man it's so good dude it is very very good these scores i think are, are um very fair. And I know that I'm like coming from like a fan perspective of this, but like, damn dog, this is a phenomenal game that I just can't get over.
1: I guess let's just start. What does this game do better than Alan Wake?
0: Um, I I know this is going to be kind of a cop-out answer, but pretty much everything. Um, it, I, I think that the original game, while I do believe it is good, it stuff. It does suffer from the old games are old sort of thing, right? Where like it, it's a good game, but it, it is. Old, you know, it's, its mechanics are based around older, uh, uh, like popular gameplay mechanics, right? The way its story is told is is a little bit less engaging, a little bit less cinematic, you know what I mean, than than stuff that's coming out today, which is just how it goes when you're playing a game from t- like 2010, right? But this is like if you were to do Alan Wake, but it's plays like Resident Evil 2 for the most part. It's two so, remake, to remake yes, Resident okay, Evil, I 2 was remake. Like, I'm sorry, <laughs> yeah. It's not about old and games. Even older games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so it plays like Resident Evil 2 remake and it uh Tells its story in a totally engaging uh, cinematic way where where you've got characters who are uh, really interesting, but like bizarre in the same way that Alan Wake's characters are. Its story is more complicated and complex. The first one is like pretty straightforward, right? Like you could sort of like elevator pitch it, you know, in a single sentence or two, whereas this one is a lot more complicated because it's a direct follow up to that game. So it's like. To even, like, elevator pitch it, you kind of have to be like, okay, so at the end of the Wake one, he got trapped under a lake, but it's not a lake, it's an ocean, right? And so he's in, like, a dark place. Oh, and wait wait a second, there's, like, a doppelganger of him that's, like, living in the real world, but, you know what I mean? Like, it's just there's so much to go over. Um, Do you have have to know that in order to start playing this game? It's impossible for me to know. Because you know it. Because I know it. Yeah. I would say it is important to watch at least a YouTube summary of both Alan Wake one and control. Um, because believe it or not, there's a lot of control shit in here hmm. um, in a way that uh, every single time it happens, I'm like that uh, Leonardo DiCaprio meme from uh, uh, once upon a time in Hollywood where he's like pointing at the screen. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. There's A lot of control stuff. Um, but it, it is, it is excellent. It looks phenomenal. Uh, and, and there's a lot of stuff in there that, that I think is really quite interesting. Um, basically, uh, you, you, it's split between two protagonists. You're playing as um, FBI agent Saga Anderson, um, who has an accent that is uh, just delightful. She like. I don't know if this is like a Boston thing or like an East Coast thing. She doesn't pr- always pronounce her R's. So she's uh. not Saga Anderson. She's like, I'm Saga Anderson. You know what Anderson, I mean? But Anderson, it, it, yeah, yeah, but it's like not like over the top in a way that like feels like it's like she's like trying to do something. It it's like feels just very natural, legit. Yeah, yeah. Um, so basically, her and um, another FBI agent, Casey, uh, or Alex Casey, show up to um, Bright Falls because there have been a string of four murders. Uh, people went missing like ten years ago, and they all start showing up around Cauldron Lake, and then. Um, Mr. Alan Wake, the writer who has been gone for thirteen years, also shows up at Al- at Cauldron Lake, and it's like, what happened? And he basically is like, "Am I out? Oh fuck!" <laughs> and then so it's split between you play as uh Saga as she's like trying to figure out what's going on with these cult murders and the Alan Wake stuff, and then it's split between Alan and sort of like flashbacks about how he escaped from the dark place. Uh, and it's really good, and because and something interesting about the the tech of the game is like um you're sort of like piecing together the mystery of like what's going on and so you go inside like each character's like mind palace so like their inner thoughts and um it instantly loads you into this room uh the game doesn't pause either so like if you are in combat and you go there you can still die and be killed or if you're having a conversation with someone and you go into, into the mind palace the conversation will just continue which I think is kind of interesting it's it's kind of like how, you know how in, like, real life, like, you can totally get lost in your thoughts and, like, not oh, know where yeah. you are or whatever? Yeah. Or, like, you can do that in the middle of a conversation, not hear someone. Like, it, it just makes means that you have to be paying attention. But it, like, instantly loads you into this room. And for Anderson, hers is all, like, um, there's all sorts of, like, cork boards and stuff like that where you are, like, trying to, like, figure out. You you Like, every time you find clues, you put them up on the cork board and you, like, connect them all together and stuff like that. And for Alan, I, I'm a little bit less far into the Alan stuff. I played for maybe five hours or so. Um, Alan has a different... Uh, System because he's trying to write Basically he's like trying to write himself out Of being in the dark place And so like he has story Ideas that are up on like a cork board That he's like oh I'm gonna write This because this happened so I'm gonna like Try and manipulate the world like This does that make sense I know it's like weird But
1: yeah yeah Uh, I guess my Question is can you is this like a sonic adventure two battle situation where you just Join either character whenever You want or do you have to beat one Story kind of like in a specific order
0: to my understanding, eventually you are able to switch between the two. Right now, it starts in your saga for I don't know three hours, and then it switches to Alan, and then eventually you will get to be able to just switch between the two. Oh, to okay, my understanding, okay. but right now it, it's just linear. It's you just start it, and and it starts. It's told that one way, but. And then
1: speaking of linear, is the gameplay itself pretty linear? Because it sounds like you're like doing a lot of like trial error, trying to solve things.
0: It is, it is um, a lot more open-ended. I think I think the Resident Evil comparison is pretty apt. Um, there are a lot of times... So basically, it's a lot more open world. It's not open okay. world, but like, it's a lot more open than that first game is. Where the first one is just like, you're going to go down the path, right? And and get to the end of the, the street, and then you're going to do whatever set piece that they have for you. Whereas this one, it basically drops you on one side of a map, and if you you find the map, and you can open look at the map, and you can either go to where you need to go, or you can explore a little bit. Um, there's a great section right after you find Alan... For the first time where Alan and Alex Casey are going to go back to the car and uh, your partner Casey's like, it will be at the car, but like, you know, if you want to poke around a little bit, you can poke around a little bit and there's this whole area to explore and there's some important stuff over there and some clues for things that are over there. Um, and like upgrade materials and stuff like that. Um, that it's like totally optional, you know what I mean? But like, it's also, there's, there's some stuff that's like it, the inventory management is the same as like, uh, uh, resident evil where you have like a bunch of different slots, like to hold stuff. And you have like puzzle items, like bolt cutters and stuff like that. It, it, it's pretty cool. Um, but it's pretty a comparable key. to. key. Yeah, right. But you're picking up keys and you're finding locked, like locked doors and stuff like that. Um, It is it is very uh, comparable to like Resident Evil. And then you said there's
1: clues that you can find in this optional area kind of thing. Like, Mm -hmm. does that how does that impact the solving
0: of this case? So I'm not sure because I'm not necessarily at the end of it. You have you have several different like as you go through, you have several different like folders for different cases to look at. So there are like the overall murders at Cauldron Lake that you've. That you were called in for and then basically the, the story is like once you guys get there for the murders that you got called in for a new murder happens the day before you show up so you have two cases you have one for the murders at Cauldron Lake and then you have one for the specific murder that happened at Cauldron Lake that you get there for and that the person who got murdered. Maybe is a character from the original Alan Wake, and it's like Alan what, Wake himself. What's going on? That it is Alan Wake himself. Um, no, but it is a man who you see his full ass in the first two minutes of the game, mm. and then his dick and balls later. It's pretty awesome. In um, the original Alan Wake? No, no, no. In this game. Oh, I was like, um, I don't
1: remember that.
0: No, it is. All. It is. I was playing it with Elena, and she was like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> I was okay. like, yes. I was like, I'm gonna try not to look at this for you, but. Um, we are going to examine this body here and there's an angle where it's just like, whoa, <laughs> they really wanted you to see the like, thing. It's like that
1: dynamic camera angle where it like swoops the camera around <laughs> as you're doing it. it.
0: It kind of it kind of yeah, a little bit, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, it's 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 really, really fucking good. Um, and, and it's very, very bizarre in the way that Alan Wake one gets. Yeah, I mean, like, I think Alan Wake 1 starts pretty simple and then gets weirder weird, as it yeah. goes on. This is like, it is fully a mixture between how weird Control is and how weird Alan Wake is.
1: All right, combat then. What the hell are you doing with that? Because I go on the record of not super liking combat in the original Alan Wake.
0: So Alan Wake 2, the combat is um, similar, but it has a much bigger survival, survival horror um, element to it. Like less so, ammo
1: and stuff or
0: yes. And so if you remember in Alan Wake one, you use your flashlight to like sort of wear down the darkness on enemies and then you shoot them with your gun. It's pretty much like it, your, your flashlight recharges really fast. Um, you can either put batteries in if you're totally out, but for the most part, you don't even really need batteries because the flashlights recharge fast enough. Right. And, and you usually have a lot of ammo um, in this game. Combat is, first of all, very difficult. Uh, the first boss is like the first enemy that you really encounter. And um, he kicked my ass for like 20 minutes. And it was one of those things where it's like, okay, you actually have to get kind of good at this and figure out how to dodge and and outrun enemies and reload at the, sort of all the same time. Um, so it's a lot more challenging than the first one is. And uh, in the first one, you get surrounded by like six different dudes and have to like manage them all. You know what I mean? Up, up until this point, the most amount of guys I've had to deal with is three because there's just... They're very deadly. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but so you're still doing the thing where you're wearing down their uh, the darkness that's around them and then shooting them. But the flashlight does not work the same. Uh, like I said in the, f- in the first one, like your flashlight just like when you power it up, you lose charge, and then the charge will either come back very slowly from not being used, or you can uh, put batteries into it. Right? In this one. Um, When you aim your gun, you shine the flashlight, but it doesn't have the it's like not charged up. And then you hit uh, the right bumper to like intensify the beam. But basically, at least the starting flashlights, I don't know if you get better ones or anything like that. They have only four charges to use before you have to put a new battery in. Mm. So they do not come back. Um, There's some upgrades you can get that can make them come back, um, but they're not going to come back like fully the way that you can uh, in the first one without just like using it. So. What that means is you have a limited amount of enemies that you can actually just straight up kill, you know, for however many batteries you have. Usually you'll have enough, but um, it just means that you have to be really, like, careful about what you're going to be using the flashlight on. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, yeah. Is there a way to, like, get yourself stuck?
0: Um, I don't think so, Uh, because I think, like, with the boss fight that I had, um, there were, like, a lot of, like, ammo... uh, like crates and stuff like that, like around. So, so I don't think so that, uh, that fight also like the area is designed a little tricky. So it's like hard. That, that was a, is a tough fight and I don't think it like puts the game's best foot forward necessarily. Um, but you can also like avoid enemies by like running around them. It's just, it's going to be a little bit more difficult and you're gonna have to dodge a little bit because also, um, when you go in like the light of like a, like a street light or something like that, if you are not in combat when you go into it, the enemies will not be able to see you. So they won't like chase you around. So like you are safe when you're in the light, but if you are being attacked when you are in the light, um, I think you can kill their shields like their darkness shields, but that light turns off for a little while.
1: Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And then do you, do both characters have the same type of combat?
0: Yeah, for the most part, um, but it seems like so like they upgrade in different ways. Uh, where like Alan finds these words of power that are written throughout the levels that you have to shine your flashlight on to activate, and like that will you can buy skills using that. Whereas Saga finds these like little like torn pieces of manuscript pages. By the way, the manuscript pages from the first game are totally back and they're awesome. Um, and they like play into the story a lot more than the first one does. Where basically like Saga finds a page and she it's about her finding the page and like and the case and she's like um what the fuck (laughs) and and like it's it's great but um she finds like these torn up pieces of pages and she can like rearrange them to make upgrades for herself as well um but the upgrades are gonna be totally different than what alan has does that make sense
1: yeah 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 so just different Um, types of abilities
0: yeah and you have different weapons too saga has like a a pretty standard like handgun and then i found a shotgun pretty much right away and then alan gets a revolver which just it feels different you know what i mean um but it's good. It, uh, it's real good. Does one of them get symbiote powers? Um, there, there are no symbiotes that I have found. Okay, but it's still early. It's still early, right? Yeah. Um, and, and you know the darkness, like that's hey, it's that's, that's symbiote right there. I'd say.
1: Yeah, it kind of is actually a little gross, a little a little con- yeah. mind controlling thing. All right. Well, final question. Yes. You're not done with this game yet, so this might not be like inaccurate, like. You might not have the final answer on this, mm-hmm. but in the tier of this fucking year of video games, 2023, the year that that just won't stop with games. Yes. Where does this fall kind of in your general tier list? Top. Is this in conversation for your yes. top five?
0: Yes. Wow. This is in conversation for my top two and maybe even my top one.
1: Oh, no, yeah,
0: I know it's really good. And I, it's, it's tough because I'm a fan. You know what I mean? I'm a fan. But the thing is, like, I've been waiting for this since I was in sixth grade. Mm. And to me, it is delivered in a way that does not feel necessarily like. Like, like not not pandering, but it doesn't feel like it's just like, well, we got the sequel. Finally, it's like this is like an elevation of the original game. This is an elevation of control Um, this is a, an elevation of like survival horror mechanics and like games that have been coming out in a year. That's been great for survival horror games, right? With dead space and Resident Evil four. Um, but like it's, it's really, really good. And the way the story is told is really interesting. Um, It's hard to like I said, it's hard to talk about the story because it's like so weird. It's the sort of thing that like makes sense as I'm playing it. But like if I had to describe it to you, it's very confusing. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. No, I mean,
0: yeah, it's remedy. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, (laughs) So like if you play it, you will see what I'm talking about. But it is difficult to to really be able to if you play it, you'll see what I'm talking about and totally get it. But if you if I were to describe it to you, it would just be like very weird.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'd be looking at you like, what? Yeah. It's good. And, it's and really, it really work. good. Um, right. I think this has moved this has moved up to something that I might play to something that um I will play this year.
0: Uh if you Okay, so you played Alan Wake, obviously. You played the original one, you play we played the remastered when that came out. Did you like did you like I cause I know we talk about we sort of joke about like was Alan Wake better than the medium or whatever? Would you did you like Alan Wake? So,
1: um, going back between the two of them, uh, the medium, I think I enjoyed on its sole playthrough better. Yeah. But I think Alan Wake is like one of those stories that you dig into the layers a little bit more. And on a second playthrough, it actually gets more enjoyable. Yeah. Um, because I think it's more of a complex story and I think it's more interesting. And I think what both the control DLC and doing the second replay of Alan Wake. I think it just made me more interested in the character and the world that they created. And the fact that Mm -hmm. you said the one thing that is the most important thing for me in this, why I asked it to you first, that it's better in every way. Yes. Because it's not that Alan Wake is a bad game gamers. It's that, And by the way, I'm literally comparing the medium, which came out what, (laughs) 2021 or 20? Yeah. yeah. And then Alan Wake, which came out when you were in sixth grade. And it's like close, (laughs) you know? Like, it's close, guys. Like, I think. To me, the fact that they can modernize a game like that, because that's a game I saw potential in. Um, but again, it's a game that does, I don't have that nostalgia-covered glasses for. And I think it right. is a game that in 2021, whenever I played it for the first time, did not feel new and fresh to me. And there's so many other Remedy games that I preferred over that game, like Control. So if this is like another iteration of Remedy, I think it, I love what Remedy does. I love, I love its growth and where, where it's coming. I think I I'll like this game.
0: Because I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, if you're a Remedy fan, this is them at their yeah. absolute best. And if you liked Alan Wake, like the first one, if you liked it, like the story and, and like the feel of it, but didn't like the gameplay because the gameplay's old. Right. Or the way that the story was told, because it's just some, an older sort of sense. Like this is. All of that, but just way better. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there you go. That is Alan Wake two. We're also going to be taking a look at it a little bit more in depth uh, in our bonus episode for deluxe Patreon producers. So if you're interested in that $3 a month, uh, Justin, I know I beat Spider-Man. Um, I got the platinum for, Sp- for Spider-Man. You also beat Spider-Man. You don't have the platinum for it. Uh, we're going to be getting into all of that uh, in the secondary spoiler cast. But for those who are not going to listen to that because they don't want to be spoiled, uh, just in 30 seconds, thumbs up, thumbs down. Spider-Man 2. Yeah, it's a thumbs up. Oh, for me. Yeah. Thumbs
1: up. Uh, (laughs) I think think it's not as big of a a, of a jump from Spider-Man 2018 that I was hoping it would be um, in the outside of the story stuff. But I think the story itself scales so much better than the original game, so much better than Miles Morales, um, that if there's one reason to play the game um, besides web swinging, it would be the story. I think if you like Spider-Man stories, you'll like this story.
0: Yeah, I would agree. Uh although I think that it is um like Alan Wake, but, but in a different way. I think it improves on everything from that first game. Um, but like pretty handily. Uh so I, I was a very big fan of this one, uh, and I am excited to talk to you more specifically about it in our uh secondary episode. Uh but let's uh let's talk about the news. What do you think? Let's do it. <laughs> first thing, uh here this is breaking today so there might be more information about it as we go on but uh bungee was hit by some pretty uh substantial layoffs it seems or at least that's how it seems it seems like everyone on like it seems like my entire twitter feed right now is is people from Bungie saying hey i've been let go um so i'm not sure exactly where the where that's been hit if that's been a hit across the entire company it does seem like um according to a handful of different publications it seems like these are a lot of like community managers and public uh and like PR jobs with with um the company but it's again it's not super clear It's like who has been laid off or or what um other than just like individuals have come forward and talked about it but um Bungie's been hit with with some layoffs here and and following this news it seems that um if an email from the company CEO says that um a lot of its projects are being delayed. It's not like public information necessarily, like information that was meant to be public necessarily, but, um, Jason Schreier's tweeting about it and it seems like it's been a a news story that sort of, um, jumped a little bit. So let's see here. Um, the final shape, which is, um, the next destiny two expansion has been delayed to June, 2024 and then marathon their new game is, is going to be in 2025. So, it's it's bleak man i mean it feels like every single week we're just talking about more and more layoffs uh and i mean media molecule was i think last week i don't know if we covered it necessarily um oh no that it was was six days ago so last week (laughs) um but you know that's another playstation owned studio that that has got hit with layoffs 15 to 20 percent of media molecule was let go apparently but uh what do you what do you think about this
1: I mean, I think a lot of this has to do with it's like a two-factor thing with like a game, with 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 Sony and Bungie specifically. But I think the first thing is that there was this balloon of uh, workers and things that happened during the pandemic when sure. video games were at an all-time high of profitability, um, one of the few industries that remained profitable and grew um, during the pandemic, which allowed them to hire more people because more people were free and available. Um, and now that we're coming down from that, you know, companies are back to tightening up their bootstraps and looking for places to cut. Um, and they're kind of condensing a lot of this kind of stuff. And I think it's one of the sad things too. a place like Bungie that you're losing a lot of marketing PR people, because I would assume that in this next stage of Bungie, they need that more than ever. They need these community managers to really like continue with this community as they are moving to whatever destiny is going to be next um marathon whatever that's going to be and that kind of community i don't know it just really does kind of suck um when you've you have all these people not just at Bungie too all over playstation that seem to be losing um jobs at this time
0: yeah it's it, it someone um Uh, Gio from Digital Trends, the gaming editor there, uh, let me see exactly what he said. Uh, He he brought up a a good point about like, what does this mean for like the future of video games? Um, Because, you know, right now this is bad. Obviously, people losing their jobs is is not great. But um, he said, I'm so curious to see what the long term effects of all these game industry layoffs will be years from now. I feel the, I feel like the impact of them is getting lost since they're happening alongside so many high profile launches. 20, 2027 will feel entirely different. And I think that that's fair, right? Like if you're losing all these people, like development is going to take a hit in some way or another, you know what I mean? Um, you know, are, are the people who are, are the, the big PR people from Bungie or the community managers, um, going to impact the actual development of the game. Maybe not, but, are they going to impact like the game's community? Absolutely. And a game like Bun, like uh, Mer- uh shit. Destiny, especially, which I-, I don't play the game, but it seems like, like I, know that they have good, um. Like PR and community management, because the people who play Destiny, like all they want is for you to play Destiny with them. That's all they want. And that like that's awesome, you know what I mean, to have a, a live service game that has been what since 2016 or 2017, you know what I mean?
1: And not to like put a target on my back here, but I still think that Destiny is a pretty mid game, and the thing that keeps Destiny not to be like that, that makes it an a, a, a extra plus game is the community, is the people who play it. They're the ones who make this game special. And yeah. if you lose that and you lose that kind of community, what are you going to have left? Um a a game that has pretty good shooting mechanics
0: you know what I mean like that's yeah
1: like I don't know. know
0: Bungie knows what they're doing you know what I mean uh in terms of like making a game that feels good to play right but like what you're saying is you know if it's uh if it's didn't have the community that it had would it be as popular Who's to say? You know what I mean? But if you lose that community because you lose your community managers and the people in charge of like getting people involved and stuff like that, like it's just like that's a big deal. I don't know. I mean,
1: I wonder, like, it, let's make a thought experiment here. You ready to think? I'm always ready to think. I'm not, but today I am. <laughs> what if Bungie released Destiny, but it wasn't Bungie? It was just another company released the same game. Would it have been as popular as Destiny became if it wasn't Bungie behind it?
0: Uh, I... I, mean, he, I don't know. It's, yeah, a, it, it's, it's a thought
1: experiment here. We're right. going places. But, I mean, I, the name Bungie got people excited enough from this game and when they saw it. And when it first launched, it was a little disappointing um, in certain aspects with how much content it had and everything like that. But it was the fact that it was Bungie that we kept saying with this. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. Like, the the communities are fickle. And, like, if you're not careful, they'll go somewhere else nowadays. There's there's plenty of other things that people can latch on to. Um, so, is this the end of Bungie?
0: Um, I would say no, <laughs> like probably not. But well, I, I don't think that it. Um, I don't think that this is a good sign for them. Did, you know, did, did you did you ever watch The Fresh Prince of Bel Air?
1: Nope. I I don't know if this is like a like a pipe dream I have or anything like that, but I am pretty sure they killed a character off that they went like bungee cording, and then their bungee cord snapped and they died.
0: Oh, like bungee I'm, courting? Okay. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah. I, that's the connection I made in my mind. Yeah. But is that true? Let me let me see. Fresh Prince. I have no idea. Bungee jump. Let's see While here. you look
0: that up, though, I will say... So this is um, a report from Launcher. This is Washington Post's video game section from February 1st, 2022. Here's a headline by uh, Nathan Grayson. Solid reporter right there. Bungie leadership assures employees Sony deal will not result in layoffs or restructuring. So that is... Hmm. Um, Eighteen months ago, that was said from from Bungie uh, CEO. What's his name? Peter or something? Peter um, Peter Liar Butt. Peter Liar Butt. Destiny the, yeah. CEO or yeah. Bungie CEO. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So so like I don't know. Like I, I, this this is not some smoking gun to be like wow look at that. But it, it is just one of those things about like you know you can say that, but when it comes down to it. They are gonna they are gonna lay people off if they if they are going to do you know what I mean regardless yeah. of what they've said before
1: Well, yeah right? and and like you know what what happens when you acquire the company things change even was that a year ago yeah Jesus Christ it's, time flies I um, know. to for all you people caring about the Fresh Prince out there um, yes in fact um, the, the the Trevor was a character who was gonna marry Hillary and this is a quote I'm reading this from CBR.com. Um, Ten Times the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air Broke Our Hearts by Tiffany Chang. And this is basically saying, Trevor's death was particularly devastating, (laughs) as during his time on Fresh Prince, it seems he and Hillary were a perfect match. Hillary's boyfriend passed away while attempting a bungee jump proposal. Although Trevor's death is portrayed in a comedic way, with the live audience laughing at Will's quip, Hillary
0: struggled (laughs) to recover. (laughs) Jesus r.i.p trevor bye trevor anyway um, that said to move to a, a different story here from software is hiring for a bunch of different projects so you know might not be a bad thing if you're a bungee developer to to look into that uh who, who is who's looking for work now um not that you need to get up and look for work today the day you get laid off but um from software said from their recruitment pay- page That they are looking to develop uh, for development staff to play a central role in several new projects. Quote, let's work together to create rewarding experiences for players around the world to enjoy. Um, So they've got 22 jobs there for like game design, programming, art, graphic design, all sorts of different games jobs. Um, Not much to say here. Obviously, it makes sense that From Software would be working on something new, but um, it is exciting to know that they are gearing up for big stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think this is like, you know, while the Bungie thing is like like a very kind of doom and gloom story, I think From Software is the, is the kind of opposite of like, you know, you get a game like Elden Ring, which for the first time makes From Software not just a gamer thing, but like mm-hmm. a pop culture type of thing that it was yeah. everywhere. And it blew up to a point where one of the best selling games, if not the one of the best selling games of last year, definitely like top, Elden Ring. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, one of the best selling. Um, and then um, uh, when they had Armor Core come out, that was another like critical success um, uh, game that came out from them. So they've just been letting out banger after banger. Um, that Liza P game they made, that was a really good one. That from just Software fantastic. made. Yeah, yeah that was the best from Software game I have ever played. I think
0: it's it's actually very good. <laughs> It's very, very good. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's a pretty um, good game.
1: Not from software. It's from no, s- somewhere else. <laughs> hey, NeoWiz
0: isn't this their name? Um, yeah, yeah it, it, this is this is nice. You yeah, know what I mean, just nice to know that they're working on new stuff because they make very, very good things. Um, sort of opposite of that. Ubisoft says Skull Bones. <laughs> speaking is again. of
1: speaking of good games oh wait no with skull and bones you said
0: uh, skull and bones has been delayed uh what till the next fiscal year to 2024 um where is, is that wait 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 wait. do you hear that do you hear the shocked
1: people anywhere listen closely do you hear it i'm, I'm listening
0: for the from people around the world and uh it's just
1: like everyone at the same time just a collective gasp
0: at what point, you, heard just, this news. What point did you just cancel this It was supposed to be out in March of this year.
1: I think this is just, like, an ARG campaign at this point. Like, they're trying to, like... The game has been released. We just have to find it.
0: Yeah, I guess. But so, also, people are thinking that... um Uh, They they announced that they are delaying something else that's big, but they didn't say specifically what. Uh, The company has decided to launch this other large game uh, in fiscal year 2024 through 2025, so as to maximize its value creation. Um, They don't say specifically what that large game is, but um, we're all thinking that it is Star Wars Outlaws, um, so now it will be coming out at some point later in 2024, um, or maybe even 2025. It was supposed to come out before before March of 2024, but we're thinking that that has been delayed. Um, I don't know, man, Ubisoft games are, are pretty much nothing for me now. Size of the cream mirage was, was so nothing. I'm seeing all these previews about avatar Frontier Pan- frontiers of Pandora. Is that what it's called? No. Uh, yeah. Avatar frontiers of Pandora's boxes. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it does nothing for me. No, thanks. I'm out. I, I do have to, I do have to say much.
1: the the previews aren't as hopeless as I was expecting.
0: No, but they, there aren't as glowing as you might've, as I might've thought either, you know, they, everyone's sort of saying like, oh, this is Avatar Far Cry. Um, they, a lot of people did comment, like, it is interesting the way that Ubisoft is taking to, uh, it's like HUD and like, uh, what's the word? Navigation. Cause you know, Ubisoft games, I feel like are are known for having um, maybe <laughs> overdesigned maps full of icons. And this game apparently does not have any of that, but I saw someone say like, it feels like they heard all the all the criticisms of um, what's it called of like radio towers and like climbing stuff to like fill up the map and said, fine, fuck you. None of that. Yeah, we'll but take like, it all out. Enjoy. Replace it with anything. Yeah. yeah. Um uh, I, I maybe it was the vgc preview but basically said they said like it needs a, maybe a little bit more yellow paint yeah no it was everywhere
1: people were saying how it was just confusing to just like find out where you're going like that seemed to be yeah. the biggest critique of it but i'm shocked people said it looked pretty because that one uh like trailer the story trailer
0: we saw it looked bad didn't look good no, no. so hey i'm i'm I all don't, in for I don't a think pretty Ubisoft game. games tend to look very good i'll be i haven't seen like much i, I don't know was there any footage of this preview do we know? Um,
1: I didn't see any, but let me tell you something. This boy over here, if, if I can play it on a backbone, I won't be able to tell.
0: Um, because it yeah, could I guess look as
1: beautiful as possible. I wouldn't know. I looked at my TV. I like to see there's like along the edges of it. As I was playing Spider Man, there's a bunch of just like black specks everywhere. I was like, I should probably get a new TV. Was that the TV? Yeah.
0: Oh, geez. Yeah, oh, was it wasn't this if you're playing Alan Wake, uh, make sure you're playing on a decent TV uh, that ha- can handle the color black, <laughs> because okay. Okay. I played a lot. Uh, I, was, I was sitting for my parents this weekend, so I was playing on a uh, TV in their house, and uh, it did not look very good. <laughs> you like, <laughs> you like that.
1: dusted out the old CRT.
0: <laughs> you're like, but all right. I also, I didn't want to like mess with any of their like, picture settings. Do you know what I mean? Like It was one of those things where it was, like if I was at home, I would play with this a little bit but like i i just don't want to peter deal that. peter
1: like i don't I, I don't know your your parents that well but like i'm pretty sure that They're parents wouldn't they would not even know if anything that's they'd be like unfair. wow
0: you fixed the tv <laughs> that's actually very fair yeah. yeah um let's talk about xbox for just one second here uh it's got a new president now oh, biden uh, I, I don't know so like We were talking about this before we started because you were like, isn't Phil Spencer the president of Xbox? And no, he used to be head of gaming or head of Xbox. And then now he's Microsoft gaming CEO. The new president of Xbox is Sarah Bond. Um, you if you've watched any of the recent Xbox showcases, you would recognize her. Um she she's been in most I see your bond. Your The name's Bond, Sarah Bond. Sarah Bond, yeah. Sarah. I wonder how many I wonder if she's ever heard that before. Uh, probably the first time.
1: I wonder do you think do you think Doug Bowser heard anything about being related to Bowser at all? I can't all? believe they did that. I know. That really, I that's really that's like a massive that. that is the troll of all trolls.
0: Yeah, um, Sarah Bond, you, you, she is presented at, at all of these these Microsoft uh, uh, press conferences and like Xbox showcases and stuff. She She's a face that is familiar that you'd be able to you'd be able to recognize if you've seen it. Um, and so she's reporting to Microsoft Gaming CEO, Phil Spencer. I uh, don't know exactly what this means for the company. Uh, probably not a whole lot. Uh, she seemed to have already been a higher up uh, in, in the company. I'm not sure what she did before. Um, what her like role specifically was but I I I think that I mean um, this is fine
1: you you would think that they would need to get another larger leadership position in here after basically tripling the size of your company (laughs) like at a certain at a certain uh, point here like they're gonna need more leadership i thought they would have maybe tried to hire someone on the outside to bring in Uh, but i guess this makes sense that they're doing this to bring in uh the president of uh someone who's already been around to like kind of separate into this big giant company that microsoft games has become
0: Yeah, I'll be interested to see what happens with um, like Activision Blizzard because they don't like the face of Activision Blizzard right now is Bobby Kotick, and that's not good. And I think they know that, right? I think that they know that like, hey, this is not the guy that we want to be representing these companies, Um, but he's also out at at the end of this year. You know what I mean? So it'll be curious to see if they replace him with someone who's more of a Pete Hines or a um, Todd Howard. You know what I mean? As someone who's going to be at all those press conferences like. Speaking to the camera, being that person, um, or or what? Because I think that someone like Sarah Bond would have been a good pick.
1: Yeah, you know what I yeah. mean. Yeah. Well, they're um, probably they're probably waiting to hire someone named like Bob Master Chief or something like
0: that. Yeah, sure. Or. Um all Jim, those, Halo Reach. I, was I just was going to be like, be like all, all of those
1: like notable Xbox characters that we all know and love.
0: Yeah, Jeremy Gears of War. <laughs> yeah, and um, you know. Uh, Blinks,
1: you know, Linda, Linda, the Time
0: Sweeper. Linda. Forza Horizon Five, <laughs> stupid. <laughs> um, but the other thing about Xbox, though, is uh, Microsoft seems to be blocking the use of third-party uh, Xbox controllers and accessories, which is kind of interesting because Xbox Xbox has been known for its um, sort of a very approachable uh, approach um, to supporting. Uh, third party controllers and stuff like that. So you don't necessarily need like a name brand Xbox controller um, to plug into your Xbox and use it. Right. Which has been great for things like accessibility controllers that don't need to have the official Xbox stamp on them to be you know, useful and used. Um, so it's, interesting that these quote unauthorized Xbox controllers and accessories are going to be, uh, not able to be used. It seems like there's a date for that for when it's all going to stop. Um, it was like November 12th or 13th or something like that. I had seen, maybe I'm making that up cause it's not on this page that I'm seeing here. But, uh, wh- what do you think about this? It's
1: hard. Um, I mean, part of it's probably so they don't get undercut and it's just unfortunate that, um, these uh, like, uh, the kind of like adaptable controllers are the ones that get like punished for this because like, I'm sure this is just stopping Hori from making controllers that you don't have to buy, like actually good Xbox controllers anymore. I'm sure that's part of it.
0: Yeah, I guess it's just frustrating. Cause it's like, what if you don't want to pay for the big Xbox controllers? You know what I mean? Like, like what, it, there's so many different reasons to not want to, you know, um, or even like, you know, just talking from the accessibility standpoint, like you can make your own controller and, and plug it into an Xbox and have it work. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, which is cool. I think that's great, you know, um, but it, it is certainly um sad you know what i mean just just because this has been such a great platform for that sort of stuff and obviously xbox has its what's it called like adaptable controller or something like that um which is great uh, to my understanding but it's just uh it's unfortunate so so there you go that is the look at the news for this week which i believe brings us to the end of hitbox episode number 166 i will tell you this though if you want to hear our thoughts on spider-man Check, check the feed, man filled with spoilers. I'm going to spoil
1: everything like when when Dr. Eggman pops up in a mech. Whoa! I'm
0: going to I'm going to talk all about how my favorite Spider-Man villain. Um, the co- <laughs> cotton candy man, <laughs> the candy man shows up. Oh, that's actually kind of a reference, isn't it? Because Tony Todd played the candy man. Oh. In the film, Candyman. Yeah, yeah. And he also voices Venom. Anyway. Wait, wait, wait. I, I,
1: whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't get up? to that mission.
0: Okay, I got it. This is true. I got a comment on a video being like, wow, thanks for spoiling in the in the thumbnail. And it was just a picture of Venom. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck you want from me.
1: Yeah, like literally. <laughs> I,
0: was like, I was like, I literally, like, like who do I do you know think? the fuck you want from me. <laughs> this game's been out for a week and a half. What the fuck could you possibly want from me? Um... <laughs> <laughs> that happened. that's my job so i like i there's also man like i love i love having to like deal with like youtube comments because people are just show their whole fucking asses um <laughs> in, just in like an script. alan wake exactly yes sure. in, the, in the beginning of my script for uh for the, the skull island rise of kong game um i said like i'm gonna be honest with you i love playing good video games but when i saw footage of this game i dropped everything i was doing that day to go play it whatever right and so a guy comments like wow, thrilling commentary. This guy likes to play good games. And I didn't respond, because I'm not going to respond to that sort of stuff. But I almost responded like, wow, you really know how to look at compound sentences. Like, <laughs> it's, it's like, I said, like, I'm going to be honest with you, I like playing good games. But, and then like the whole rest of the idea, you know what I mean? I was like, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, so spoilers, Venom's in this fucking game. Oh. Um, and we're going to talk about it on our secondary episode. For now, we will leave you this. Join our Discord. Link to that is in the description of this episode. Subscribe to us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash HitboxPod. Become a $1 podcast producer or a $3 deluxe podcast producer like Jay Knoll, Dave Parker, or GKS. Follow us on Twitter at HitboxPod there. Rank this episode in your podcast player of choice. And share it with a friend because we love the Hitbox Nation. We love Hitboxians. Mm, and, mm. and we'd love to, um, you know, have enough people to overthrow the government if it comes to that. Um, <laughs> now this recording, it's everywhere now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Justin, am I forgetting anything? You got anything else to add?
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, make sure you clean your fridge because like, and not just like the inside of your fridge, the parts you don't want to clean, like underneath yeah. it. Bring out that screwdriver, get a little vacuum to go in there. Oddly satisfying, oddly it's satisfying. a nice little wipe down. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: And use that compressed air to... Uh, to get inside that, all, all the grooves of that PlayStation 5. Anyway, we will catch you uh, in the spoiler cast, if not, next week. Always remember, old games are old. Bye. Bye.